This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group here in Clearwater, Florida. Alongside me today, my favorite co-host, Tony Shore. Welcome to the show, Tony. Today, the topic is you're fired. Oh, or should no. I say it in Donald Trump voice? You're fired. I don't even know how he says it. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but it's not I hope the I'm traditional not way. If It's an acronym. Have you heard oh. of this acronym called FIRE, Tony? Have you heard this? F-I-R-E, FIRE? Yes, yes. An acronym? What yes. does it stand for? Um, food really... Food ingestion really excellent? <laughs> no, no. It stands for... Financial independence, retire early. Financial independence, comma, retire, retire early. early. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, fire doesn't <laughs> sound so good, but that the what it stands for sounds pretty good. Well, there's this whole community out there. And if you just do a search for like retirement, planning, and topics, you'll, you'll find these peppered in there. And there's this this community of young people who are trying to be fire or trying to achieve fire. And it's there's a lot of discussion about it. now I say a lot. I think it's over sensationalized. And you'll see these headlines if you go to like a traditional website, Yahoo or something like that, you'll see a website, uh, a link to say, hey, this couple retired at 33 and now traveling the world in a $200,000 jet stream, you can too. Here's how. Or you'll see headlines, here's how to retire at 40. And so I read these things, and I've analyzed it, and I want to talk about it today. So there's all these things saying, hey, here's how to retire earlier. You can retire early too. Right. Just And this community of people that have done so uh-huh. blog about it, and they talk about how great it is. So I just want to talk about it as well. Spoiler alert, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably some kind of, uh, it sounds like a too good to be true way to just hook you in and then, you know, but, you know, for $20 in shipping, we'll send you this free pamphlet that's going to tell you how to retire early. One of those deals. Well, it's more, <laughs> it's a lifestyle oh, and these sure. people are trying to, um, get other people to consider it. So I'm going to talk about the good and bad of it, sure. but let's talk more specifically about what it is. Well, and wait, then, let's wait. 
because first, before we jump right in, you've launched right into the topic, which is good, but you haven't given me an opportunity yet today to throw us off track, to sidetrack oh. the topic, hijack the topic. Are you retiring? To get us off point. Uh, no, no. I just wanted to ask how your week's been, man. <laughs> I just, I wanted to thank you for having me on my show, the show, my show. Uh, oops, a little Freudian slip there. Uh, I wanted to thank you for having yeah, me right. on your show, Dan. And uh, just wanted to find out how my friend Dan Wendell's doing. How's Dolphin Financial? Excellent. Good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. It's chilly though. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's December in Florida. So it's, you know, it's break out the, uh, Break out the coat, long pants. Okay. I have to wear socks around the office now. Well, sure. Uh, That's crazy. And I, I, I don't want to give anything away. Or spo- You actually have to wear socks. That's awesome. But I don't want to give anything away. But I don't know if our listeners know. But uh, I'm not in Florida right now. My wife and I are up in Minnesota. But she is flying out from here to Orlando today. And she was all excited because... It's snowing right now here. It is super cold. The high is, I think the high today is going to be 17 degrees and the low is, the low is going to be four degrees. So she was all excited. Uh, and she, then she looked at the weather in Florida. It's like, wait a minute. It's only like 62. I'm going to need a sweatshirt. I thought it was always sunny and 70 in the winter. I thought it got down into the, the cool seventies in the winter. And so she's seeing these cooler temps. And she's kind of bummed out because she thought it would be super sunny and warm while she was down there. Well, welcome to reality. You know, when I, I went to college in, in Massachusetts and Boston and uh, I didn't meet anyone from Minnesota until college, you know, Minnesota. The only thing I knew about Minnesota was the Golden Girls, you know, um, <laughs> one of them was from St. Olaf or something sure, like that. Yeah. And um, so when I met some kids that went from Minnesota, who I'm now friends with, they were they would wear shirts, T-shirts and shorts during the winter yeah. and I'm like, what are these guys? You know, yeah. <laughs> but they, so your wife's got a, you know, pony up here and, and wear shorts. Yeah. Cause that's what you do. And you say, I'm from Minnesota. Oh, if I was, if it was over 60 degrees right now, I'd be in shorts. You know that I like the, I like to wear the short pants. You, you know, that <laughs> exactly. Hawaiian shirt and short pants. That's me. Uh, but my wife is, she's more the, she's more cold blooded. She has to have you know, she's one of these people. We're always at war with the thermostat. I don't know if you have this issue with your wife, uh. where one of you is always hot and one of you is always cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with us, and like some couples are lucky. I talked to some couple. I've I've met. I've only met like one or two in my lifetime uh, where they agree on the thermostat, and they're both like, "Oh, it's always cold. We got to keep keep it warmer." Uh, but everyone else I know, it's like one of them likes it really cold, one of them likes it really hot, and so. She's constantly turning up the thermostat. I'm constantly turning it down. So, uh, but financial tip, Tony. What's that? Buy one of those digital thermostats that you can control remotely yeah. or program. Yeah. Programmable thermostats. That's what must we need. have. I know. We've got the old fashioned. I mean, it's not the really old one with the dial. The little dial. <laughs> it's at least the- got a little digital <laughs> interface, but it, it, all it does is up and down, basically. So, Go, going back to my college days, we had the, um, it looked like you were turning on a water hose faucet. <laughs> to turn the heat on, I had the uh, yeah the, the coiled pipe uh, yeah. pipes yeah yeah, yeah. radiator it was horrible they call it radiator yeah radiator heat yeah. you know that's not good. and then and then we're watching um you know now the the Christmas movies are on so we're watching that uh, movie um the Polar Express oh, yeah. and the kids got got the little pan or something on the on the radiator yep. boiling water or whatever yep. and the kids like what is that what is that dad 
is that what is that steam? And I'm like, yeah, that's how you heat a house. And he's like, I like, what does that mean? I'm thinking to myself, geez, that's that's normal for me now. These kids don't even know what heat is. <laughs> I know they live in Florida. It just like, magically he, appears. You they mean don't... people people make their house hotter? <laughs> <laughs> right. In Florida, you can't quite grasp it. But all right. Well, okay. So I, I got us off track a little bit. I feel better right. about that now. So your wife's retiring and moving to Florida, and you're and you're not. <laughs> she's actually down there on business, but she is going with a coworker that she's good friends with, and the two of them are going to. Uh, they're going to do the typical Orlando tourist thing, uh, better nice. them than me. You know, they've pre-bought their Disney passes and they're doing some Disney experience thing where they see a show yeah. and the, a big Christmas thing and a musical and, uh, yeah, that's the best, like six or seven grand you could ever spend dinner. Oh <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like, I'll need money for this. And I'm like, for what? Yeah. To right. stand in Isn't line? It magical. It's so magical. Money magically disappears. So, all right. So back on topic. Um, let's talk about these There goes fire. that Disney sponsorship you've been looking for. Yeah, I know. I already lost it twice. Um, <laughs> right. I brought my kids there. Um, well, that time you punched the Mickey in the face. Well, I, did you you saw that, that guy that was holding up the Trump signs on the log flume at Disney? Got banned? No. <laughs> yeah, as he's going down the water slide, he's holding up a sign that says Trump 2020. That's awesome. They banned him. <laughs> That's awesome. I did not hear about that. That's awesome. You know, because they take pictures of you oh, with yeah. funny faces oh, as yeah. you're screaming. Yeah, he's got the sign. It's hysterical. Uh, okay, so, sorry. So, People that uh, are a fire. Okay, let's talk about this because this is a, it's an interesting topic. I'm going to shoot it down as quickly as possible, but here we go. Um, Financial independence, retire early. Right, it's really hot. So it's it's especially the headlines are especially attractive when you see a 30 year old retiring. Right, that's I mean, who doesn't want to retire at 30? Wow. Well, I I don't, but um, okay. So the idea is you work hard and you live extremely frugally, and then you retire at 40 or whatever. And the keys to the the whole thing is you got to invest early and you got to save a ridiculous amount of your income. Right. 50, 50% or oh. more. Oh. I see some of these articles suggesting 70% of your income should well, be how saved. how you live? And then you take that money and you invest it riskily, risk heavy. So you're focused on the growth mm. of the stock market. Mm. And then on the flip side, you're working hard. Right. So you're working long hours and you're socking away 70 percent of it. And then on the other side of the coin is you live a really frugal life. You don't do anything. You like squirrel everything away. And you, and I'm not saying like you eat ramen noodles every day, but, you, you know, every other day. No, you, you don't do anything besides work and save with the intent of I'm going to retire at age 35 and then I'll do whatever I want. So. So let's talk about the issues I have with this whole concept. Right. First I already, of all, I already have a lot of red flags myself. That actually sounds horrible to me. There's groups. Well, see, that's interesting. What makes it sound horrible to you? Retiring at 35. Doesn't that sound great? I mean, it's too late for you, but let's imagine. <laughs> it's too late for you in more ways than one, Dan. It's too late for me, not just for this. The list of, we should have a show just called It's Too Late for You, Tony, and a list of things right. that have passed me by. But uh, well. no, uh, no, of course not. I, I just can't even fathom. 50% is way too much of my income to put away. I think the only way you could truly do that is if, I, I mean, don't have kids, first of all, right? You and I know that. You wouldn't be able to have children and do this, okay? Yes. It would yeah. be impossible. 
I mean, it would be impossible to have children and allow them to experience any extracurricular activity or, you know, go on a band trip, be in band, uh, be in a sport. Uh, these things would go out the window. Um, a good, oh, so you want piano lessons, guitar lessons? No, because I, daddy wants to retire early. You don't get any of that. Are you going to tell, <laughs> you're either not going to have children or, you know, you're going to be family services will be calling because you haven't cared for your children at that point. Don't have, and you can't have pets. You can't have kids. You can't have pets. You can't have a hobby because <laughs> hobbies are expensive or a decent hobby. You can't even have a cheap hobby. So all those things are out the window. And, and the first 30 years of my life were the best 30 years of my life, Dan. That's, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm listening. I wouldn't you're, give you're that up. Some of the so points. they're asking me to give up any fun I had, uh, my family, and, uh, you know, uh, for the ability to retire at 40. Yeah, you know, I, the kids that's thing a, that's is a That's a hard a big pass one. for me. The, the kids thing is a big one. I read some of these books on Buddhist, you know, the Buddhist way, you know, yep. non-possessions and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, what Buddha did. And, like, what happened to his kids? Like, who took care of the kids when he was out, you know, meditating under a tree? Yeah. For 10 years, whatever it was. You know, like, the, no one asked well, these questions. Well, he sure questions. didn't put them in uh, child care uh, because he wouldn't have been able to I think he left it. his kids with his wife. That's what I think happened. Yeah. And it, at the at the palace. You know, and uh, he just became a pauper. But but you're right. So the kids are a big issue. And I read a lot of these articles and you don't really hear too much about kids. And if you do, it's um, it's one person's working and the other person's not. So is that really um, the way to become financially independent? But you're right. Putting 70 percent of your income away. I mean, how let's be real. Most people can't put anything some people don't even put the corporate match. Yeah, and you know? that but they should. I mean, people should be putting more away than they do, but 50% or more is I think that's it's absurd, but people are saying they're people are really doing this. Yes, and they're doing it successfully. Now, I don't know how successfully because I'm not I don't know these people, but I'm reading I have more. Let's let so <laughs> I'll get there. So the other issue I have with it is why bother? You remember the Mexican fisherman story I've always tell. You know, the guy's doing fine. The guy, another guy comes and says, well, you got to try all this stuff to make more and more. The guy's like, I'm doing what I like now anyway. Yeah. So the whole fire movement assumes you don't like what you're doing. Right. You know, why do I have to retire early if I kind of enjoy my job? You know, and here's the thing the, in, in the article. I mean, it's stressful. If you think I'm getting stressed thinking about saving 70% of my income because I just know it couldn't happen. Right. <laughs> but um, who's happier during that time frame? You know, you'd be so stressed about, oh, my God, all of my friends are going out for dinner for my birthday and I can't go. Um, I want to go celebrate my friend's birthday, but I can't go because that's not part of my fire plan. You know that. And and you're stressed out and you get so worked up. The emotional and mental turmoil has got to be immense. Right. Yeah. The whole your whole youth, you know, from your from your 20s to your 30s, you spent squirreling money away. You're missing out, like you said, on a lot of life. There's got to be a balance, right? And I don't think this fire strategy has much balance to it. That's my personal opinion. But when I read these articles about these people pulling it off successfully, I don't. Th I think they're being disingenuous because here's what's happening. Most of them that do it, they don't retire. They go on and blog about it, a full-time blogger. 
So they're bringing in money talking about how they don't work <laughs> by working. You know, I think it's kind of. I love uh, that you know, one. Or, or they're consulting or they're writing and they're like, so what they really are doing, Tony, they're not retiring. No. They're just switching what they do to something they enjoy. Right. So what you'll see is there's a common thread with these people. And I say these people, you know, no, I I, I think there's some good parts to this. And I want to talk about it. But you, you see is they they usually start with a large income anyway. So they're a lawyer or they're a physician or they're, you know, a software developer, someone that's making a, a larger than average chunk of money. Sure. They're usually dual income with no kids. Mm -hmm. And so they have three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars coming in a year. So if they save fifty percent of their income, that's one hundred fifty thousand. So that's doable. So now, then that's doable. So I guess you're right. Is it? It's perspective. Is it do, right? So, but but then, you know, then they retire, quote unquote, retire from their job that they they feel like working for the man, and then they go and do something like blog or something they enjoy, which is still and they make money doing that. You know, so because if you think about retiring at thirty. You know, a 30 year old today might live to 90 easily. Right. So 60 years. What are you going to do? I mean, really, for 60, what years. are you going to do with yourself? <laughs> yeah. Number one, what are you going to do? And number two, no matter how much money you saved. Wow. That's going to be a tough one to make your money last for 60 years with no income. But like you said, it's they're disingenuous because they have income from somewhere, probably at least some supplemental income. Uh, right. Other and other than fine. retirement <clears throat> savings, other than that stock market account that they let the high risk stocks that they had, uh, you know, and then if a 2008 hits, what does that do to their plan? They have to keep well, right. You think about the people that retired in 99, right? What just as the market was peaking and then the tar market crashed and it wasn't until like 12 years later that they were back to where they were. It's like it's so easy to say, squirrel the money away. But Sometimes the investments just don't work out for timing. Right. You know? No one times the market. But you're right. So these people, the idea is they invest, they have a bunch of big chunk of change, and then they take a percentage of it. Now, what's a safe drawdown rate? You know, 4%. It's more like 2%. You know, so if you want 100,000, you need 2 million. You know, like, I mean, come on now. Who's going to get 2 million when your salary is only 40,000? How many years of 70% savings is it going to take to get to 2 million? Yeah, you you'll know, still be doable? retiring when you're 70. Right, you know. <laughs> and then you're killing yourself early yeah, for what? Yeah. Like like why? Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's just the mental just, and then who are you going to hang out with? Right, you're 30 and you're retired. Like who are you going to hang out with? <laughs> you know? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I can't come to your party at one o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday because I got a job, buddy. You know? I can't go fishing with you tomorrow because I got to go to work. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah, like, <laughs> so then you'll be hanging out with retirees twice your age mm -hmm. or people just like you, which is fine because they'll be frugal too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you could move into Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett's new retirement there you community go. or a senior right. living community uh, or, or the, what do they call them out there? The, not the palms, the, the village. The village. Yeah. Right, but you have to be fifty-five or over to own a house oh, over there. Oh, see, so you, you're the you're out, you can't even hang out with all the folks who are retired then. Right, and that, so I mean, and those people, <clears throat> those people that are retired, they're enjoying life, right? But they have the income. A lot of them have pensions. Yeah. Right. So that you, if you're if your company or if you work for a government and you retire early, they say goodbye to your pension. How about Social Security? It takes your top thirty-five working years. 
you only worked for 15 years, well, your social security is going to be terrible. Yeah. Just because yeah. you have a bunch of zeros. Yeah. And what about health insurance? See, that's a big thing that they're starting to talk about. These fire people, they're saying, well, why is health insurance so expensive? <laughs> you know, they like it now because they're getting a subsidy, but how yeah. long are those subsidies going to be around for? Yeah, well, you yeah, know? it's they're, yeah, they're in trouble when it comes to health care because, you know, they got to wait till 65 for Medicare and, right. and that doesn't cover everything anyway. But between now and then, wow. I mean, that's why... People are working even past 65 just so they can afford health insurance for them or their spouse. And we've talked about that, but that's a, yeah, there's a lot of holes in that plan. Obviously. And obviously, Dan, it's an extreme, but I'm glad you brought it up because it points out, uh, it points out a lot of the issues that even, even people who want to retire at 50, uh, which a lot of people do, and, and that's a great goal to have. But even that can have inherent problems. And, and uh, then there's those people who, you know, because they didn't do some of those things, they're going to have to work until they're probably done. You know, so many people now retire and wait until they're in their 70s or 80s, especially men who are in their mid to late 70s, and they finally retire at like 72. And, you know, they're out there. They have two months of retirement and then you hear, oh, they passed away. Yeah, so that's the other side of the coin. You don't want to be that way. No. So you got to try some sort of balance. So I think retiring at 50 is a good goal. I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but I'd rather someone working toward retire at 50. And it's much more realistic to pull off retire at 50, 55 than it is to retire at 30. I mean, you really, I mean, just let's be real. Well, Unless you're yeah. coming from some sort of privileged yeah. background where you got you know, a little trust fund in case you fall. Yeah. It's, I a, think it's what 55 I, is 25 years after 30. Even 40 is too, is probably not realistic for, for almost everyone out there. Right. And But I don't want to knock it. Let's talk about some good things. And then I have a solution for this okay. whole movement. I gotta, I'm going to have to change their acronym. But let's, let's, um, let's talk about some of the good things that this, this movement is bringing to light. Sure. And the first one is... These people are really being frugal. They're living on less, and I love it. They're not keeping up with the Joneses, certainly not. You're not going to find someone that's going to be trying to f- be a fire person. Um, hey, if you want to retire at 35, you're not buying a brand new car every year. You're not, like we talked about in the last show, yep. you're not owning a huge house right. with a mortgage, 30-year mortgage, because you just you're not. And, and so you don't, and, and it's really going to be tough to live in a huge city. They're usually going to live in some rural environment that's cheaper. And so I like the idea of not being so materialistic or living on less. Not And, and that just, that's going to help you no matter when you want to retire. Yeah. That's good for everybody uh, for many reasons. Right. And we've done whole shows on that. Um, you take Thoreau, for instance. I have a video on my website about Henry David living. Right. The simple life is a good life. But let's let's talk about him. He was probably the first fire he, he reminds me of a fire uh, advocate because he's all about, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to live off the land and so forth. But little you know, does everyone know he had a nice little lifestyle back home. And I think it's been documented. I have to double check that during the weekends he would go home and get get a pie from mom and dad or someone. At oh, home, sure. You know, so he's living in the woods in Walden Pond, but he's he's able to take a hike to go home in case he really needs it. You know what I mean? Yep. So um, so but but this idea of living on less is great. And that's good for everybody because it's going to help you later on in life as well. The idea that I also like is this investing early, saving and investing early. We've talked about this before. You know, if I could tell a 20 year old that got their first job out of college or 23 or whatever, 
to use the 401k match, to save as much as possible, to put more than you feel is comfortable away in your retirement plan, you're going to thank yourself later on in life because of the power of compounding interest. If you sock it away early and you get into a habit of it, you won't miss it and it'll be huge for you when you do go to retire. And so this idea of fire makes sense because that's the only way you can do it. The only way you can retire early is if you save and invest early and take advantage of compounding interest. So I'm a big proponent of it and I'm glad that they're pushing for that. Yeah, well, the that's power of yeah, compounding. That, that's another positive aspect of it. Uh, you have to start saving earlier. And, you know, the majority of us don't. I mean, my wife and I constantly say, oh, if we only knew now or if mm-hmm. we only knew then what we know now, uh, if we'd only started earlier. <laughs> What's that? You wouldn't have had kids? <laughs> oh, Dan. Dan. No, I say that all the time, though, but you but make you, a good point. That was kid. the first thing you said. You good good luck having kids and, and retiring you early. You can't do the fire thing and have children. That, that is right, and most happen. of them don't. That is and if they happen. do, they're, they're really living off the land type thing. Yeah. But I think the biggest and most important aspect of fire that I enjoy is the first part, the FI, financial independence. Ah, those if are you good. eliminate the retire early part, I'm all for it. So instead of fire, you just call it FI like fee fi fo fum fi financial independence so what that means and what i think people should strive for and i think this is a worthy goal is to work work and save to get to the point where you're able to actually do something you want to do and then do that a lot of times what you see is these people are in a high paying job they work long hours save money and then they go and blog or write or consult like i said and they enjoy that. So they don't consider that working because they just, they enjoying it. I think there's a phrase, you know, or a saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. Something like that. <laughs> that's, that's what they're getting at here. That's really what this movement's about is financial independence. The retire early part is, is garbage in my opinion, because even if you look at the independently wealthy, they're not just sitting around. They're no, doing stuff. No. They're investing. They're doing something that they enjoy. And maybe they don't make money doing it. Maybe they're giving it away. But they're still um, working. Like Bill Gates. I think he's the richest man in the world or close to it. His goal is to eliminate the five five major diseases, right? Malaria and all those. He's not just sitting on his butt, you know? He doesn't. He could do nothing. He, can, he makes more with every breath than I make in a year but on interest. But he doesn't have to. But he does anyway. Why? Because if you if you think about it, you do stuff that you enjoy. So if you can get to the point where you can actually work at something you actually enjoy, then you've then you then you're in a good spot. Then you found the balance. So I think what these people are, are really promoting is working and saving so that you can actually dictate and control your environment, your work environment. So maybe I'm in that role. I don't have a boss. I work for myself. I am my own boss. I can take off three weeks of work if I wanted to. Now, would it help me financially? No, (laughs) no, but I can, and I have that ability. And maybe I don't have all the bells and whistles that my friends in the corporate world have, but I have this. So there's a trade-off here. So which is better? It doesn't, there is nothing better. It's better or worse. It's up to the individual. So I think that's where we're going with this. And that's why I would recommend that the fire group change their acronym to FI, just FI, and financial independence, and then do what Uh, you want. If you want to keep working, 
go for it. If you want to retire and travel the world, go for it. Just be warned. You start traveling, it's not cheap. And then you're going to wind up going back to work. So that's where I stand on the whole issue. Yeah, I think that's, uh, it's crazy, uh, honestly, that uh, they would think uh, that that's, I just can't see how it can work. But you're right. They do have some good points. And I like your shortening up of the acronym. I mean, financial independence is a good thing all the way around, right? It is. It gives you the freedom to do kind of what you want to do. And you don't have to quit your job when you have financial independence. You can look at it as I want to retire early and just stop working. Or you could say, I want to switch my career and do something fun, do something I enjoy more and still make money doing it. You know, just because you have the financial independence doesn't mean you have to stop working. And that's what a lot of people do. So I think the goal shouldn't be to retire early. The goal should be to become financially independent. So you don't really think about retiring early. You just think about living and doing what you want. Right. Very good. Well, great show today and very good point. An interesting topic. I had never heard of such a thing of people. Now you, now that's all you're going to hear. Now you're going to, everywhere you look, it's going to, you know how the Google seems to be able to pull that. You mention something, next thing you know, you're going to get ads. You're going to get ads to buy a fire t-shirt on Amazon when you log in. It's, it's just, true. They just know. It's true. I don't know how they know, but they'll know just because we've talked about it. Well, uh, Dan, great show today, but we're out of time. Is there anything you want to add for our listeners? Why don't you let them know how to get a hold of you? If they have questions on how they can retire early, maybe not so crazy early that it doesn't make sense, but so, you know, at a time when it makes sense for them and their situation. Yeah. If you're interested in this topic or you want to just talk or you want to call and say, hey, fire Tony, I'll listen. Ah. Just give me a call. <laughs> it's 888-508-5935 or go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't, you can subscribe and get anytime we upload a new one, you get you get it right away. Tony, I'm going to have some guests on because I know you're planning to do a little traveling this December with the family. And over the next few weeks, we'll I'll do some cool shows without you. But have no fear. We'll be back. And I think we're going to have a surprise offsite uh, radio show coming up. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Let's let's keep it a surprise. But listeners, there's a really good show coming up. We're going to be on location for, uh, with the topic at the location that topic takes place, I think. So that's going to be a good one. Awesome. Thanks for a great show, Tony. Thanks for listening, everyone. Again, if you want to give me a call, the number is 888-508-5935. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at DolphinFinancialGroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.